Geniuses. My name is Jessica Lopez Hermanton, and I am the creator and founder of OT Genius. And you're listening to Pre OT Secrets. On this show, we talk about how to get into occupational therapy school, how to do it in the most financially savvy way. And we also dive into the stories of pre OTs, current OT professionals, and students to learn how they got in and what their experiences were like. And so we're here to inspire, motivate, and encourage you throughout your OT journey and show you how you can be a successful OT school applicant and become the OT that you want to be. Now, on to the show. Hello, OT Geniuses. Jessica here. Welcome back to another pre-OT Secrets episode. We have Sarah Larson back from Balance Home Organization. If you did not hear the first part, I highly encourage you to go ahead, check that episode out. We have a little bit about her story, about what led her to do home organization as an occupational therapist and how she is doing that now, even as a full-time job. And that's what she has done. And she's created this wonderful business with that. And I know that she can even help you guys as pre-OTs, OT students, get more balance as well. So we have Sarah back, like I said. So Sarah, welcome back. And I hope that you're doing well today. Thank you for having me back. I really appreciate it. I'm so happy to be here again. Yes, it, it was a lot of fun. I just, I think that students, they really need to just be able to focus, right? And um, I'll just share a quick story about how, for me, the lack of focus, uh, it impacted me when I was a occupational therapy student. And so even though I was an occupational therapy student and I was getting good grades, I graduated with like honors and stuff like that. I had like a 3.7 when I graduated from OT school. But regardless of that, what you wouldn't see in the background is that I was still really struggling with a lot of disorganization. And it took me throughout my OT school years and my time trying to be introspective and being reflective to find out what really worked for me and get systems in place like we talked about to get me more organized. And it's through those systems that I have little things such as like we were discussing in the first podcast. And as I've mentioned to you, like, number one, I don't buy a lot of stuff. I really don't. So I don't have a lot of flows to choose from, which makes my decisions a lot easier. And then if I am not happy with our particular shirt or a particular set of pants, then I disregard it and I will donate it and then I will replace it because I do like variability. I think a lot of times we think of being minimalist or being organized or just like, oh, well, you can't have anything. And so I have a lot of clothes in my closet, but it's stuff that's really meaningful to me, stuff that I know that I actually will wear, not stuff with a price tag. Like I even bought last year, like I've seen some people do that and I'm like, wow, people really do this. That's interesting. And it just hope, like, I hope that they wear it eventually, but what's the point of getting it if you're not going to wear it, you know? So I try to be very mindful. And I think that's really the whole aspect of it is being mindful of your things. And so 
I didn't have that organization system with my clothes. I had a bunch of things in the closet and my keys got in there somewhere. Totally lost it. I didn't know where the keys were at all. And I had a quiz. All right. At 8 a.m. And go figure. I had to I couldn't get to class. I couldn't get to class that day. And I was just so worried. Like my mind was not on, you know, let me Uber to the class or something like that. Like, no, where are my keys? And because I need them. And it was my only set. So but yeah, and it took me hours. Like I emailed my professor. I'm like, I can't make it to the quiz this day because I can't find my keys. <laughs> and so that impacted my my grades. I mean, not drastically, but I did get a zero. The the professor told me like, no, you're going to get a zero for this quiz. And I'm like, oh my gosh, it, it get, did get dropped. So it didn't necessarily impact me, but it's something that nobody really wants to, to live with. You know, it impacts, I think, your your self-esteem how you feel about yourself, how you think about yourself. You start categorizing yourself and thinking of yourself like, man, I am or- disorganized. Like, you know what I mean? And you maybe even start putting labels on yourself and you start wondering like, what is wrong with me? And so, but instead of doing that, like I know that I focus on, okay, how can I change or what can we change in order for this not to happen again? But just wanted to share that. And that story right there for me, because I lived it, it was one of those things that when I saw what you were doing, I was like, I know that the value you can bring to my students can be very meaningful as well and can impact them. So I don't know if you guys have any st- stories like that. Like, let me know. You guys can email me or message Sarah and let us know about a time when this organization just really like it got out of out of hand. And that was my moment where I realized things had to change because that could have been a test. That could have been field work that could have been something a lot more serious and not just a quiz that got dropped. So, but that was my aha moment of, I need to get organized and I need systems. (laughs) (laughs) Gotta have systems. Absolutely. Well, that (laughs) story that you just shared is so common. I would say, you know, you're just like my, my clients or your, (laughs) your former you version of you is just like my current clients. But yes, I would say like the most important thing for students is to, well, one of the most important things is to really have a a home for all of your things. And what I mean by that is we have collections of things in our house. So we have collections of shoes, collections of dishes, collections of hair products, collections of you name it. Everything in our house is really a collection of some sort. And so starting to shift your, your thinking about well, where does my collection of shoes live? They should all live together in one spot because they are a collection, right? So should my shoes live in the garage because that's where my car lives and that will be easiest for me to get in and out on my way to school or on my way to work? Or should my shoes live in the coat closet because I go out and out of the front door? So really starting to think about everything that you own as a collection and trying to put that collection together in a spot that makes sense for your daily routines. So if you're doing your hair in a particular bathroom, put all the hair products together in a container and label it hair. So that way you're not having to fish around for all your hair products in the morning. They're all together and they're organized in a way that will make your routines more efficient. You know, the car keys are a very common challenge. So finding a, it's very common. My clients give me bonus points for uh, when I find money (laughs) and keys. Those are the three. They're like, I I misplaced this hundred dollar bill or I can't find my passport and I'm going on a trip in a couple of weeks or 
oh God, I can't find my car keys. So um, think about those important things and try to give them a home where they live every time. And that's where that habit piece comes in. Are the keys going to live on a hook in the right by the garage door because that's where your car is? Or are they going to live in like in a dish by the front door because you go in and out that way? So really try to pair it with whatever your daily routine is. So that way your brain will think, look for it right where you're exiting the house. So, so keys, yes, that's a very important one. And put your passport in a fire safe somewhere like really (laughs) easy for you to find. But yeah, so starting to think of things as a collection and then giving every item in that collection a home where it lives, because then your brain won't really have to think about it. It will go, okay, well, this collection lives in this room. This collection lives in this room. And it gives you that just that mental freedom of, like you said, not having to dig and search and look. And that's where that stress and anxiety really comes in Yeah, is, and I call that honestly. So I, that happened so frequently that I gave it a name. I have, as an OT, we, I think about models and theories and frames of reference. So I named it the cycle of disorganization. And it always starts with you looking for something that you can't find. And then you go, oh gosh, where is that? So you think, oh, I should get organized. I should get organized. And then you start to get organized, but you don't have a system that actually works. So then you get into that organizing project and then you give up because it's like, oh, this is so much more work than I thought. And it's so overwhelming. And then it starts again the next time you can't find something. So that's why I created that. I had created an online course that talks about that cycle of disorganization and the habits and routines that you can incorporate in your life to help you stop that cycle. Mm. And I go through the five-step organizing system that I use with all my clients. So that's exactly why I made that course is to stop the cycle of disorganization and get people to a place where they feel like they're organized and calm so they can be more productive and do the things that are meaningful to them. And I know we touched upon this in the first episode, but one of the key things that is just really valuable that comes out of organization is the time freedom. A lot of times we just waste time. The time that we are searching for things, the time that we're trying to make decisions that really could be easy or like it's just can be a lot more efficient and you get more time by number one, just having like fewer things (laughs) and also uh, just having things already in, in, in place where they're supposed to be because you already have those habits and routines, you know, that your dish is going to have the keys or that your keys are going to be on the hook. So, and that was, I'm telling you the, the story that I shared, that was my aha moment. And so I, and I had many of those. And so, and it's taking, you know, a long time to get habits and routines in place. So if you're a student wanting to do that, Uh, please don't give up. Just continue working on those habits and routines and reach out to myself, Sarah. And, um, you know, she has that course that uh, can really implement, that can really help you. And so, yeah, if you want to be more organized, balanced, you're tired of, oh my gosh, my book bag is a mess. My car is a mess. I don't know where my keys are. I don't know where I even put my textbook. I lost that. I like, I then this is a great place to start. So this is OT at its finest. And so it's great. It's really cool. It's really, really cool. So again, that's why I wanted to have her on. But um, thank you so much for expanding on that, Sarah. So tell me a little bit, like you said that you worked with people 
a lot of people that have ADD, ADHD, sensory processing issues as well. What has been your favorite thing about working as an OT, doing home organization and helping um, this population as well? Absolutely. So my clients are ready to make big changes. And I specialize in working with clients who are ready to make big changes. And I don't think they necessarily know what those changes are when we start their organizing journey. They just know that something is not right. They don't feel like their normal selves. They feel overwhelmed. They feel stressed and anxious. And something is just really holding them back. And the beauty of what we do together is that once we start to remove those the clutter from each room in their house, they start to feel lighter and freer and less like they're drowning, right? Yeah. Um, they're not just in survival mode anymore. They're really starting to get to this place where they're starting to thrive. And all these doors start opening because they've been stuck for so long that they start to feel this mental shift of like, oh, I don't have to be like this anymore. My life doesn't have to be like this. It can be really amazing. And so that's been the most rewarding thing for me. So for example, I have um, a client who um, her husband has ADHD and it was, you know, she finally got to the point where she's like, we have to do something about this. Our house is <laughs> full of all of his hobbies, right? Like he has so many hobbies and all the things that go with the hobbies because he has a lot of superpowers, right? And is having ADHD. He has a lot of interests and a lot of superpowers and um, but those superpowers were creating a lot of clutter. And so as I worked with them over the months that that we worked together, I really was able to help them get rid of half of the things in their house. And they, That's really, awesome. they really needed to do that. Um, they had a, an excess of things and they have a young son and they're both successful business people and, and didn't have a lot of time. So this holds them accountable, right? Um, having a coach, if you will, but with them, helping them. And as they started getting rid of the stuff, they said, you know, we've always thought about moving from the city to the country and having some acreage, but they hadn't mentioned that to me in the beginning because I don't know that they actually thought that could happen. And so as we got rid of more and more, they were like, okay, I think now we want to have you help us stage our house and list it so that we can move. We found this house that, that we really want to move to. And it's um, in the country outside of Portland and it has a swimming pool and a little barn. And, and so they could realize some of their things that they'd always wanted, but just, they felt like they could never have it because they were so surrounded by clutter. And so it's been really fun to help them stage their house. I helped them pack. I helped them unpack and get organized in their new home and wow. there for a year. And I still see them once a quarter. I still help them to maintain the organizing systems because they are busy um, entrepreneurs, both of them. And so I do help them to continue to maintain the system so that they can have a life that they really love. And so just celebrating my clients, making these big shifts or small shifts in their lives is just, it's the absolute best part of it. That is amazing. That's so, so cool. That is so, so cool. What would you say has been your least favorite thing or about like this whole journey that you have taken or the hardest part? Yeah, I think the hardest part was in the beginning, I had a lot of imposter syndrome. And so what I mean by that is I, because I never really set out to be an entrepreneur until I went through my own organizing journey. 
having clutter when my kids were, were young and then removing that and having this completely different life that I was in love with. And, and now, you know, I'm living my best life and I wanted to share that with other people. So that's why I started, started my business. But in the beginning, I had that imposter syndrome of like, who's going to hire me to do this? Are people really going to pay me for this? Is this really a thing? Um, so I took uh, a few clients that um, it wasn't the best interaction. And the reason is I wasn't asking the right questions. I was mm. working with anyone and everyone to gain experience. And as I went through the, some of those sessions, I learned to ask the right questions. And so the sessions that I remember that were my least favorite um, and good learning opportunities, by the way. So that's how we know what we yeah. done, right? We have to know what we don't want to, we have to go through those experiences to know what we don't want to do. And I think that that can relate to field work, right? So we might not love every field work, but it teaches us what we don't want to do. Um, and so what I didn't want to do is I didn't want to work with clients who weren't ready to let go of anything. Yeah. And, so, and I didn't know that until I was in it, you know? So for mm. example, there was a gal who, um, I didn't ask her the question. I didn't say, are you ready to let go of things and declutter? Because I just assumed that that's why people were calling me <clears throat> and okay. I, I know that now. So I went to her house and she had hoarding tendencies and she wanted me to rearrange the things in her room so that they made more sense, but it was packed from floor to ceiling, wall to wall. And she was willing to get rid of one trash bag worth of things when mm. really she needed to get rid of half of the room, if not more in order to have an organizing system that works. So that was my, my learning lesson. So we, we essentially, I, and I valued where she was at. I wasn't trying mm-hmm. to put my values and beliefs on her. I had to be very respectful and kind because this is her journey. And maybe that was a huge step for her to let me in her house as a very vulnerable position to be in, right. To let us as, as OTs into their home. So something to remember is that, yeah, that very, um, very scary for people. So we need to always be client centered. And because I'm an OT, I think that, um, that really gave me that strength that I needed to just be extremely client centered and work my way through. Um, and so I did what she wanted. We moved things from one spot to another and that felt organized to her. And, um, ultimately she was happy with the results and it wasn't exactly what I anticipated, but it met her needs. And so, uh, but it was just, it wasn't as fulfilling to me. And so I've learned to ask the right questions. So I would say, that was the, um, the least, uh, my least favorite session, but now I've learned to ask the right questions and to refer those clients who aren't ready to get rid of things to hoarding specialists. So there are organizers who specialize. That's so interesting. So, so interesting. Thank you for sharing that story. Um, and Sarah, my last question for you, because we do have a lot of pre-OTs, um, and students that listen to the show. Um, what is, uh, it, it, one piece of advice that you would give students, like one, yeah. <laughs> I would say declutter. This is, yeah. <laughs> this is the time to do it because you're, you know, if you are getting ready to start school, most likely you're moving. Um, if you're not, yeah. then, then, you know, that's fine too. But I would say if you are moving, you want to get rid of everything that doesn't add meaning and value to your life now so that you don't have to pack it and move it across country or wherever you're moving into your new space. 
And then you can unpack and feel like you're settled and ready to focus on school because you don't want to take all that baggage with you. Right. And then even if you aren't moving and you're getting ready to start school, or even if you're a student in school, going through and reevaluating every item in every space in your house and get rid of, getting rid of the things that are holding you back from being productive and living your best life is the best gift that you can give yourself. Oh my gosh. Yes. That, that, that's good. And, the, and I'll just say this much. It's always really interesting. I ask that question all the time um, to, to the guests because believe it or not, Sarah, like people always say the most unique answers and the most unique things like you would think like study hard or like, you know, but people always just have these very unique responses uh, on how they want to help, like, you know, like what advice they would give to, to students. So it's, it's very cool to, to just hear. So thank you for that. Um, and then guys, don't forget that she has gifted uh, our listeners a $100 discount co- uh, code off her course. And you can use that. The link to her website is going to be in the show note description. So please go ahead, check that out. And you can use the code OT's rock all capitalized. So Sarah, thank you again for everything. And um, I'm sure that this won't be the last time that, that we talk and collaborate. Thank you so much for having me. I, I love this. This is so fun. <laughs> awesome. Have a great day. Bye everyone. Thank you so much for joining me and taking time out of your day to listen. We hope this has been valuable and will get you one step closer to being the occupational therapist you want to be. You can check out all of our resources and social media platforms on otgenius.com. The website again is otgenius.com. If you wish to connect with us, you can do so by booking a consultative call on the website or even find us on Instagram. The handle is at ot.genius and you can there join our monthly newsletter and stay up to date on all the things we are doing to help you succeed. We hope that you have a great day and thank you again for listening.